Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello again, Talk Cosmos. Tonight is March 16, 2019, and it's significant in many ways, as every day obviously is, but for this program, it's the fourth talk of Pisces, and it actually concludes our first season. It's very exciting. I'm so glad to have this opportunity to be discussing really issues of concern to our spirit and our heart and our mind in this effort to try to make ourselves whole. Whether it's perfect, who knows, but we're whole. We're unified. We're going forward. And so tonight, the subject is our birthright psychic energies. You know, many of the archetypes speak of the spirit and the matter. Gemini, for instance, the twins, they have Castor and Pollux, one's mortal, one's immortal, the relationship continues, but when we get to Pisces, it's the full deal. It's the whole universe. It's more than it's. It's the greater force that's greater than ourself. With that said, there's so much to say. I wanted to let's see, to bring up. Aha! Here we are. A few quotes. Who looks outside dreams? Who looks inside awakens. And that's Carl Jung, a great psychologist that did a lot to really uh, influence astrology in a path during the 70s when there was this awakening of, of many spiritual thought. And I will bring this up that it was just reminded in a talk that I heard on cosmic intelligent um, CIA, which interestingly is the cosmic intelligence agency. It comes out of Australia. There's a membership and talks. And it was that there's a conjunction that started in 1862, I think. I've got the year down. And it was a conjunction between Pluto, not a conjunction, a sextile, pardon me, I'm thinking too fast, between Pluto and Neptune. And it's a generational. I'm part of it. It continued all up, I believe, until the 90s. And it's that connection between, they're both uh, concerned with feeling and the water oriented, but it's the greater universe with what is revealed behind and that seeking and deep thinking. So Carl Jung was part of that awakening as far as the, greater public consciousness. And that's a lot of it, too, because Pisces is unconscious. It's the conscious and unconscious, everything. So the second quote is, individual potential of life is cosmic potential. Individual is divine deep inside. And that is by Yogi, Maharashi Mahesh Yogi. So tonight we have a guest who 
is well-versed in both astrology and psychic medium interests and not just interests, but of capacities. So it'll be a very marvelous conclusion and, and introduction in one way, the completion of a cycle and therefore expanding into the next cycle. But Carol Dimitrov from Las Vegas, Nevada, she's a certified astrologer with Organization for Professional Astrology, which is by the acronym OPA, or OPA, as we call it. And she is the director of public outreach for this organization of OPA, Organization for Professional Astrology. And I might say I'm a member of this program, and for a very good value, I don't mind giving a plug, for $60 a year, there's such tremendous opportunities, and one of them involves the activity that Carol is involved with, and that is presenting a monthly, in fact, it's more than a monthly, program by very astute astrologers that you learn just amazing things with. So any of you, of course, we trust are of all the realms of astrology here, the, the intuitive seeker of wondering of what is the world we live in and how can I understand it, and the astrologer that does understand it but wants to ask more. Well, Carol is also the chapter president of NCGR. That's the National Council for Geocosmetic, not cosmetic, cosmic, thank you, geocosmic research. And that particular chapter is called the Las Vegas Stargazers. That also is a chapter that goes across the United States. Here in Seattle, we don't have it. We have Washington State Astrology Association. But for any of you listening in any parts of the country, do look into your NCGR chapter because it's where you can meet with other like-minded people and learn a great deal. Well, Carol Dimitrov is a, does consultations, and she teaches beginner astrology classes. She's a graduate of the Academy of Metaphysical Arts, and she has certificates in psychic development, tarot, and Kabbalah pathworking. That was through the Astrological Institute of Integrated Studies. Carol's also listed in the book, 2016-17, United States Best, Most Honest, and Most Popular Psychics, Mediums, and Lightworkers. Transcendental Meditation, and she's a Transcendental Meditation practitioner. So Carol, I've known you for some time, and it's just really always uh, supportive, <laughs> illuminating, and I'm glad to say hi. <laughs> Are you there? Really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, you are. Well, you know, there's many directions that we can go. It's all-encompassing when it comes to Pisces. I know that in our conversation, and I think it, it's very important, I've realized, too, the grounding and invocation for protection. Perhaps we could start there and with any other thing that you're... I, this isn't particularly with astrology, but it, but it is because Pisces is, our spiritual nature is so connected that to, to live with it, I think, involves the necessity of invocations, prayer, as is typically known. Yes, I agree, Sue. I think one of the most important things for anyone that is doing any of this work, whether it be psychic development, tarot, Kabbalah, 
um, any of the work that involves um, bringing spirit. Um, some people do channeling. Uh, I really recommend that they have a daily meditation practice and also prayer. Prayer is extremely important. And, you know, there's many different polarities. Uh, when we, ha we have the astrological chart, we have oppositions, we have, you know, the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. There's an up and a down. There's a right and a left. So when we look at those polarities, there's also good and evil. And we want to make sure that we always make sure that we protect ourselves. Because as there's great, wonderful, beautiful, healing, um, blessed energy out there, there's also negative energy, too. And we need to protect ourselves from that. Well, it is true, too, I'm thinking, of the empathic energy system that you know, many people have, you know, compassion, or hopefully we have more compassion as, as humanity evolves. But with that, one seems can easily take on other people's energies. And I think, wouldn't you say that having this, this uh, invocation prayer and also maybe bringing in, I like to, I've learned to bring in cosmic light, you know, that can give one's own sense of their aura, their territory, their space, some of their own pure energy rather than taking on. And I wonder, is that partly the evil? Uh, well, because I always have a trouble with the word evil, but I understand, you know, that, that not everything, there's construction and destruction. So yes, there are energy. Right. That, yeah. Well, I think it's really important and it's a great exercise to do. I used to travel quite extensively almost on a weekly basis. And I could feel the difference when I would go into the airports or, you know, busy shopping centers or just in a place where there were a lot of people when I did not protect myself, especially when you are intuitive, which we all are, by the way. Yes. Um, everyone has uh, a level of intuition. Some people learn to develop it more than others. And it doesn't mean that everyone is meant to do that type of work. What it means is that it's really important that we learn to um, hone in on our intuition and use it for the greater good. So um, when you find that you're in large crowds and large groups, um, getting into an airplane, going into an airport, going into anywhere where there's a large group of people, I always recommend um, many years ago, uh, John Edward um, had um, a program called Infinite Quest, and it's now uh, John Edward Evolve uh, on johnedward.net. And he recommended a prayer that I, I continually say, and I find that it just gives me great um, ability to protect myself. And it's just very simple. And it's just, I surround myself with the white light of God's love and divine protection. And you just imagine a white bubble around you, or a gold bubble, or, you know, sitting in the hand of God. And it just, you feel like you have the protection and that just that nothing, no negative energy can penetrate me. And you will feel different when you do that on a regular basis. Um, I highly recommend trying it. Absolutely. You know, I've heard, I totally agree with you, Carol. And it's interesting, too, about the colors, because I personally am quite attuned, I think, with the interest of understanding more of the connecting with my own spiritual dimensions. And I took a class with um, um, Dougal Fraser and about color. 
And that's when we did uh, cosmic, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, not downloading, but, you know, bringing down the cosmic light of different colors and that they could serve. But, Uh yeah, it, it is true that this whole idea of, you know, with when people say someone is grounded and that's the value that people are really speaking of, you know, whether it's great to have ideas way up high in the sky, but somehow manifesting them, that is a spirit. That's the whole idea, spirit to matter. You got to be grounded. Yes, yes. And especially now that Neptune has been in Pisces, and I would ask your listeners to think about um, in 2011, when Neptune went into Pisces, especially if they, you know, have a lot of Pisces in their chart, Um, I know that you do have callers that are not astrologers. So um, if you have a lot of Pisces energy, or if you are Pisces, uh, Neptune, uh, Jupiter, um, you probably have felt this transit if you take a look at what's happened since 2011. And this is a very long transit. Um, It will be in um, Neptune will be in Pisces until 2025, 26, right in there. So the last time that actually happened was in 1847 through 1862. And um, that's when you were talking, I believe, about the um, spiritualist movement. Oh, yes. That um, the CIA had done a lovely program on yesterday. Um, And they were talking about the Lilydale Foundation and the Fox Sisters. Um, who were psychic mediums, and they really founded the spiritualist church. And um, spiritualism is, um, it uses science and religion, and it's about communication between the spiritual world. And um, that's really um, what um, it's basically, you know, people confuse the difference between psychism and mediumship. And I think that that's really also important to clarify with people. Um, There are psychics that are not mediums, but all mediums tend to be psychic. And I think that's really important for people to understand. And um, the spiritualist church, if people are interested in learning more about spiritualism and and using um, psychic abilities. I feel that that's a pretty safe place to go is look for your spiritual church in your area um, because they typically have services and they also have development classes too. Um, also, uh, Sandy Anastasi has a great um, psychic development workshop also. Um, she uh, was probably the only teacher that John Edward will say that really supported him in learning and to hone into some of his psychic abilities. So there's some really great teachers out there um, and resources um, to check if people are looking at development. Now, the reason why I say that is because um, this last transit, a lot of people have felt that they have needed to hone into some of their spiritual nature. And that's why I was asking your your callers or your um, your listeners to go ahead and take a look at what's been going on since 2011. You know, have you had this strong desire to develop more spiritually? And um, Neptune has that ability to do that. It, so. This is 
really perfect, uh, Carol. I know here in Seattle there is a spiritualist church. It's in uh, Andravis as you go up towards Magnolia. I used to go to it a few times. And it really is uh, supportive to be around people that are speaking of, of a reality that you yourself feel is in existence and everybody is, is talking about the same um, factor and, and giving guidance to one another. It's a very open world there. But it, it is true that if we don't listen to our spiritual side, we remain split. You know, we are, we're not just, well, in my own belief, I might say, without pushing it to others, but, you know, we're a spirit with a body, not a body just with a spirit. So, you know, if we... Yes, yes. And if you look at, you know, the transit from back in 1847 to 1862, um, besides, um, you know, the finding, um, the founding, excuse me, of um, the... Uh, spiritualist church and and all of that. I think the spiritualist church, um, the Morris Pratt Institute, which actually opened in uh, 1901, and they actually still teach uh, classes and certification for mediums. Um, but if you look back, um, that was also during the time when Brigham Young, um, you know, was yes. uh, started with the Mormon f followers and that whole piece. Um, and you can also see that that was also t the time of the gold rush too, where, you know, we, when we talk about oh, Neptune, That's right. we talk about Neptune, we think of also um, dissolving and disillusion. And the gold rush was a disillusionment mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Um, that was um, something else too. So we have to look at, you know, when we, we read the cookbook, if you will, uh, versions of the 12th house and Neptune, we think we think of, you know, drug addictions and um, alcoholism and um, yes. just mental hospitals and jails and institutions. And we hear a lot of the negative things, but what we also need to remember is that we have free choice and we can take um, any of the negative energies and we can kind of take a look at it into more of a positive thing. You know, why are those things happening? Why does it have that connotation um, that Neptune causes such disillusionment and um, mental anxiety? Well, is I it because we're not understanding our psyche? I think so. And really, when you look at that energy of Neptune, that is the entire infinity, let's say, <laughs> just for starters, it's overwhelming. And everything has its strengths and weaknesses. And really, when it comes to Pisces, the strengths may not be being a, and, and, we're, and I'm talking generally, because obviously, as we know, that our, I might share with the audience that aren't astrologers, even those, it says synthesis. I mean, there can be emphasis is in many ways what because what I was about to say is that one may not be an accountant but I'm sure there are people that are Pisces accountants so we're not I'm not trying to pigeonhole it that way but I'm just saying as that energy if it's a very strong energy and it can be with in the 12th house as we were saying or Neptune in the first or wherever it might be and, and 
in many places, those are just a few examples, that the capacities are to really make sense out of the unknown could be through, yeah. Yes, So if, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if people haven't, I mean, I'm relating it back to, because bringing up these factors is important because there is, uh, how do we escape the, 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 the world? There, I mean, this world isn't necessarily uh, structured for the mystic or for the creative or for the dreamer or, you know, so it's how to, um, when you mention about addictions and, and. Well, there's a, a spiritual escapism there. And, you know, uh, Pisces energy in general really wants to um, help humanity. They have, um, even though I wouldn't say they're necessarily so much of a humanitarian per se, but they are, they want to be of service. Um, and I know that's, you know, they, they need to give. That, I'm glad, this is very good because it is part of that, I mean, immediately I'm thinking, well, it's part of that access with the 12th house, 6th house and 6th mm -hmm. service. So it it relates, but it's service to others. It's service, it's service, exactly. It's that giving, weren't you bringing up to, well, it's service to others, but the very fact if one does go into psychic work, that it's not just, well, it is for helping others. It's that sense of compassion. That, hmm? Yes, there's, um, they're very compassionate. They tend to be also, you know, very charitable. Um, they tend to be, um, you know, sacrificing so much. And I think that's sometimes where that Neptune energy can cause that depression and then maybe cause those addictions. And then it kind of creates that spiral. So I think that's something that we have to look at when we have a lot of that Neptunian energy, when we have a lot of that Piscean energy. Um, how are we going to be using that? Are we going to um, really take a close introspective look um, and internalize and see why, you know, why? Why are we doing this? What, why, what is the end result? And you brought up a beautiful I just have it down here. It's a seesaw working together. When I say beautiful, finishing that sentence was that in an earlier conversation because it is working together. It's, you know. Uh, yes, we were talking, I think, about oppositions. And, yes. Um, yes. So when you look at uh, Pisces, uh, the opposite sign would be Virgo for those that are um, just learning astrology or may not be astrologers. And uh, the Virgo energy is very um, meticulous, and it's very, um, it's angelic, really. Um, it has a way to um, basically make known um, some of the standards that we need to keep ourselves grounded. Well, it I guess I want to interject here to say that it uh -huh. wants to make order out of what seemingly, just from our perspective, might be the chaos. Because there's, when you look at the entirety of everything, you know, it's difficult to, to know how to imprint it. But I have to get back to that meditation that you brought up, because really that's where we begin to 
to remind, you know, as audience and our, just within our talking here that by listening to ourself, by listening not just to ourself in relationship with our higher self and the divine consciousness, however we want to express it, you know, does direct a, lead a person with that unknown. Yes, yes. It's, um, I think, something that it's so important, Sue, for us to have um, that that grounding and, and, and being able to be open, to be a, open to say that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where um, there's a vulnerability there. And what the problem, I think, can be for some of us is when we feel vul- vulnerable, we feel overexposed. Okay. We don't feel protected. And that gets back to the invocation prayer. Yes, and that comes back to the invocation. Oh, beautiful. We are going to take a brief break and return to Talk Cosmos with Carol Dimitrov. Dimitrov. Yes, and and with Talk Cosmos here on March 16, 2019. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Pisces, ruled modernly by Neptune and by Jupiter in traditional astrology of the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on the equality of all humans and brilliancy, Pisces concludes the 12 signs to energetically encompass the entirety of the universe where humans have no control. As a mutable water sign represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions of the forces of life, We experience in Pisces the collective unconscious energy of the unknown. Intuitive, psychic Pisces completes the seed cycle, initiated with Aries' willful separation from the Piscean womb. Celebrate your star energy blessings. Schedule a natal astrology chart consultation with Talk Cosmos host Sue Rose Minahan. You'll learn to better understand what personally fuels your soul's seed direction. Sue focuses on your questions to connect you into your unique heart's desire and your true soul path's birth essence, including a recording and a copy of your chart. Schedule by emailing info at talkcosmos.com. That's info at talkcosmos.com. Hi, this is John Foster, astrologer and software developer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we understand how to implement our free will through the cosmos. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back, Talk Cosmos, March 16, 2019, the last talk of Pisces on the first season with Carol Dimitrov from Las Vegas, and we're talking about psychic energies, our birthright. And on one thought, again, as we are all wanting, needing to really connect with our psychic energies on every level, however, however we may be in this world, there, Washington 
Carver, a Washington, yes, um, I have a little book called The Man Who Talks With Flowers about George Washington Carver. And he would get up at 3 o'clock every morning and he would talk with the flowers. And as he says in his own words, that if you love enough, they talk back. And people, too, they give their secrets. So it's really the universe if we sit and realize that that energy. But mm-hmm, Carol, go ahead. I, I love that. It reminds <laughs> me of a book that I read when I was very young called The Power of Prayer on Plants. And it was about talking and praying with your plants and how they really understand our communication. So uh, that was probably a modern version of that. Oh, my. You know, Findhorn over in Scotland, that was during the 70s. I found that out much later. I happened to be in Rhode Island on a, in a, at a library and found this book. And they, too, were a society. Actually, it was about six people, I think that lived in this little communal area on this very desolate land, but they talked to the plants, and they had pictures of plants that were feet high. It was a marvelous garden, just for that fact. Yes, Mm. the plants. There's a wonderful video out now that you can uh, probably get online. It's called The Connected Universe, and it's um, Nesemherium, And it talks about how every living thing is connected. And when you think about the universe, when you think about the heavens, when you think of the stars, we use very loosely as above, so below, on earth as it is in heaven. Those are things that we use. And astrology really is our roadmap. It's our instruction manual. And it is, you know, when we're born, we really don't have our instruction manual in hand until we really see our horoscope and when we can see where everything is. And um, it's so interesting to see when you start delineating a chart, how connected things really are. And you can go over it and over it. And when you start adding the progressions and the transits, Um, And because those transits are constantly changing and so is our life. So it's, it's so very interested and you really do when the more intuitive you become, the more connected, you really do see um, how, how we are so connected in the universe together. Uh, Like every living thing. Yes. Synchronicity for one. That's Mm -hmm. really true. And the idea of the chart too, that it does, that insight of, of, of learning. And so for any persons there that choose to learn, that's very well said. You know, with that particular film that you were talking about, uh, is that about environmental also? You, um, It has a lot of beautiful environmental shots in it, and it's not environmental per se it's more about uh physics and how the physics of connectivity so it is very very interesting and i highly recommend um that um your listeners take a view of it i think they would really enjoy it and i believe we are truly all connected um and one of the things that um that we can see many times we were talking about um, our psychic energies. Um, When you're looking at a chart, sometimes 
other information will pop out. It's so very interested because it's the, when we, when you look at um, all the glyphs, all the symbols that are in an astrological chart, mm. they have those, real... those symbols have life. They, yes, that's, I love that word. And they have direction as far as uh, symbolic meaning or representational strong, but life to it. That is very good just to, I, I know I get, it, it talks after a while. You, you can see these different thoughts and relationships. It but, does. It does. And it's just one of the many tools that you can use also to open up um, your psychic energies to become more intuitive um, it's not the only one. Um, some people use tarot. Some people use the runes. Um, they use other modalities. But really, astrology is a confirmation of that information. It is the instruction manual. Well, it's so. all, it's a cycle. When you mentioned mm -hmm. about the, the movement, because energy, the one thing we can rely on, that it changes, you know, it evolves and and devolves. And constructs and deconstructs it's that motion and so this the cycles as they keep shifting but although our blueprint the moment we were born that thumbprint really is our can guide map you know yes to use yes. our free will i've got to throw in there mm -hmm. right absolutely absolutely and you know we it's our dna yes it's yes. our dna and um, one of the things, too, is when we become more aware, then we ask ourselves, what is it that I need to do? What work do I need to do to get to this point? So it, it gives us insight into our, all of our evolutionary processes that we need to take. And um, I find that to be very interesting. Um, when many times when I have beginning students, um, they're just really not sure where they want to go with astrology, and and some of them just want to learn more about it, and others really sense that it's giving them so much detail about their life and so much insight um, that they want to go further and further, um, learning about this process on how to grow, on how to share it with others. And others just will say, you know, this is so fascinating and interesting and use it for their own self-development, which is fine. Any way you go with it is absolutely fine, but it really is a wonderful tool. I think it's essential. It truly is. You know, these ideas of asking ourselves questions and it just today, well, regardless, I won't go into the history of it, but the fact is is that what we're attached to, you know, these questions of what we're attached to, and we can begin to find that out, too, through our, our chart. You know, the relationship between some of the, whether it's planets or whether it's houses, or there's so many different ways that, that can, can illuminate or reveal our, our focus of, of of growth and maybe where, where we don't where we're not connected and what we need to develop and and the attachments 
like that's what I'm thinking about the questions, you know, of what, because how can we grow unless we let go a little bit too? Well, and especially with Neptune in Pisces, um, there is just this um, sense that our deepest um, motivation in life is to really find the truth and to support our spiritual experiences and understand and to be able to share that with others. This is powerful. When you speak of those words, they really need to, I find, to uh, let that sink because I know when it comes to truth, it may not necessarily be always what one fits with their own uh, thought pattern or their own structure at that moment. Yes, and this is also, Sue, the issue around that Neptune and the dissolving and the inability sometimes to really um, have a coherent grasp of it. And it's the fog sometimes. Sometimes we get into a fog. But what I want to make clear that I really believe is possible for anyone that's experiencing um, the negativity of maybe the Neptunian or the Piscean energy of having issues around drugs or alcohol or, you know, unable to get themselves out of a rut. You know, we have free will and we have so many things that are available to us to grow and move from that. And yes. so I would invite them to to just look into and why, first of all, the why, you know, why am I focused on beating myself up by going out drinking every night or or taking these drugs or look at to the whys and then say, what are the solutions? What is available to me that I can move forward and I can grow and I can heal? And it's about healing. Yes. Stepping into power away from the victimhood, because there is with Pisces, Neptune, 12th house, this energy where there are forces. We're living with the forces greater than ourselves. The sun is Mm -hmm. moving. You know, the trees are growing. And, and the birds are flying and twittering in the morning. You know, those are the good things, but there's the whole dynamics. And so one can begin to feel that one has no power, that one is being a victim. And this is just in many realms. But moving away from that really is releasing attachments. And these questions that you were mentioning are important. And there was another thought that to throw in there, and that is the confusion that can happen Yes. For instance, you had in a conversation brought up, and I took it to heart. I thought, oh, boy, that triggered, which I will stop and, and, okay, I'll mention what that was first. And the confusion was clear the closets. I had not said I was confused, but that rang a bell. And this is how Pisces and universe and spirit works. It's when you might see it in a, a, a billboard, or you might see it in the newspaper, or someone may just mention it like you did and it'll suddenly have this charged feeling and that's really the world coming to us talking to us so in that case I just want to say I spent two days today clearing not just today but this it felt anyway this week 
totally renovating and getting rid of books, getting, I was going to rearrange everything. I thought, well, at least I can just get rid of anything I can. And in doing so, you know, because you were talking about addiction and whatnot, it's like sometimes thinking rationally doesn't always work. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's doing something. It might be pick up a flower and smell it. It might be write a poem. It might be singing a song. In my case, it was going through my house. Well, and that's also very important for that Pisces-Neptunian energy to be with nature. Extremely important. And sometimes when they are, there can be a sense of disarray, a sense of uh, chronic um, mess, um, unable to function, and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. So what I would my recommendation would be, we can never tell anyone what to do, but what we can do is we can bring some insight, take baby steps, mm. you know, clear one drawer out, clean, clean one room up, you know, eliminate, allow the energy to flow because when energy becomes stagnant, so does our intuition Absolutely. and we become blocked. So it's extremely important that we clear the energy around us. And that's where the invocation helps. It's absolute. Or asking oneself, this is uh, Colette Baron-Reed. You know, she's also a... a does yes. Tarot. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, I was just listening to something of hers. And one thing that really struck me, she says, to ask, because it's the intention, we have to set up our intention in life. And she says, what would I like to feel in that life? You know, that life that I really want to, for my highest good, to manifest and, and I'm thinking, too, it relates so strongly with, as you're talking to, well, that side of Pisces with Neptune in Pisces that might have real confusion or addictions or just these issues is to stop and just allow the freedom, the, the moment, the pause to really... Self-discovery. Self-discovery is so important. And I love the saying, I I remember Wayne Dyer um, saying it, and I don't know if he was the one who originally said it, but he said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Oh, I could say that over and over. Isn't that marvelous? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's from his uh, power of intention. And we were talking about intentions. So when you said that, that just rang very true to me. Um, and uh, that I think is so important because sometimes we see things through rose-colored glasses or with a foggy lens. Um, it's cloudy. It's not clear. So when you look at it from a different angle and open up, it gives us an opportunity to really tune into, you know, why is my thought process working that way? Why do I continually have the same um, system that I'm working with that has proven doesn't work for me? If it's... it gives us an opportunity. And I had a, my very first astrology instructor, she said to me, if you hear something once, it's a possibility. Twice, it's a probability. But third time, it's almost a sure thing. You can count on it. So if you, your intuition keeps telling you something 
listen to it. Third's the charm. Yep. Yes, third time's the charm. That's where that problem came from, right? I think so. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wanted to clarify, because you were absolutely right. You know, with that program that we listened to, uh, it was yesterday on the uh, CIA. Cosmic Intelligence Agency, yes. Thank you, yes. Mm -hmm. And so, but what this Pluto sextile Neptune is for generations at different times. Like for the Leo people, because it's with Pluto, Neptune, every time it connected with, because there's many of us in our whole population that have this, this in our chart, even if we haven't looked at it, and in some way is aching to connect on some level, whether it's poetry or singing, you know, different things that translate this spiritual to us. So I'll just read these years off for our public. 1941 to 56 is Neptune in Libra and Pluto in Leo. 57 to 1970 is Neptune in Scorpio and Pluto in Virgo. That is also when they were conjunct and it was the great 60s and we just had the square. But now there's two more. 71 to 83 is Neptune in Sag and Pluto in Libra. And 85 to 96, Pluto was in Capricorn, and Neptune was in Capricorn, and Pluto was in Scorpio. So those are pretty dramatically different energies, but all wanting on their terms to somehow delve into some of the mystic unknown connections. And so we have, let's see, we have some time here. Well, it can be very confronting energy, too. It can say, you know, this is, it's a very strong, powerful energy. And of course, it depending on the sign and how it is placed in um, individual charts, but um, how it's aspected. But, um, you know, Pluto always brings us deep introspection. It makes us dive deep. It makes us go down and say, you know, um, you know, people sometimes are afraid of Pluto transits or afraid of, um, you know, that because it, it can be very difficult sometimes energy um, because we do have to come up and say, okay, what are we doing here? What is going on? Um, it, it's really a time to really dive deep into what we're feeling, what we're thinking. And um, it's true. It wants life. It wants yes. things to work. And, you know, we can put up with a lot of things because sometimes it's who wants to rock the boat. I mean, there are some people, but on the other hand, sometimes people don't want to rock the boat because it's secure. You know, it takes a lot of work to build something up. And when it falls apart, it takes a lot of work. But on the other hand, there's a limit. And the limits, I mean, there's a limit to what we, what is healthy to take. And there's a time when all finite things, which we're part of in this world, have an end. You know, it's not the infinite. And so it needs to be re rebirthed, re redeveloped. And that's Pluto. That's Pluto that says, ah, out with the old, you know, <laughs> to <Yes>. death. <laughs> Go ahead. There's elimination process involved with it, absolutely. And that's where the word transformation is so commonly used with Pluto, too. Yes. Metamorphosis. 
I think yes. that's really yes <laughs> says it. But that's strong. that's what you have to sometimes you know tear it all apart and really look at it at a very close level um, to be able to develop that level of transformation. So sometimes if we you know uh, if we sweep things under the rug, it just keeps coming back to haunt us. Uh, we want, we need to sometimes really take a look at it and really um, isolate what that is that we need to work on. And it's about doing the work. It is. You know, this little book here I have by um, Yogananda, Yogananda rather, who was here, taught yoga greatly. And Excuse me, is that Paramahansa Yogananda? Yes, thank you. Okay, yes. you're welcome. Yeah, I'm glad. You have much I appreciate that. So this little book is some affirmations that he has. And what he's saying is that um, spirit, through a series of processes of materialization, become matter. So, you know, matter precedes form and cannot be different from its cause spirit. I think, so in other words, if we're digging down and trying to connect with spirit, all these tools of using affirmations or invocations and the things that may not be just right in front of us that we can see have value you know, to really participate. Yes, it's the self-discovery and the truth. It's identifying with that. You know, and, and matters of, we have a couple of minutes here, and then I'm going to make, well, actually, I will tell people now, because then we can conclude our talk without me having to interrupt that. But I did want to say that next week, we'll begin Talk Cosmos second season, and it's going to have a new format. Every beginning Saturday for each archetype, that program, for instance, on March 23rd will be Aries, it's going to showcase segments from each of the astrologers that are scheduled for that month, including myself. So there'll be four, for instance, during that hour. And each one will be voicing an independently chosen area or an idea relating to the arc, you know, the, that archetype. So people can tune in in Seattle on the radio, 1150 AM radio, or online, it's 1150kknw.com, because there's a listen button if you go at 6 o'clock Seattle time or on the uh, uh, app, KKN, KKNWAM, you know, you can listen to it. And, of course, there's archives, too, where you can listen to Carol's talk here. If we were talking about a lot of things or if you came in during the middle of the show and you want to hear it more, on TalkCosmos.com, I keep all of the guest bio and the schedule event from 2018 April 7th all the way up to the present going on so do you know you can find out and connect with any of our astrologers tonight is Carol Dimitrov from Las Vegas and we'll continue our talk now without the next few minutes here about Pisces but it is interesting that one segues into the next and I wanted to make sure people realize that with the next season, and I so appreciate everybody listening, and I wish everybody a wonderful week, of course. I'll get that in ahead of time here. but. And we will be calling that special program a cosmic collaboration, right? Yes, that's right. Thank you, Nathan. And Nathan will be help uh, segueing 
one segment to the next. So it'll be a real collaboration. Yes. That's right. Cosmic. Congratulations, Sue. It's very exciting. <laughs> well, I look forward to you too returning because a lot of the astrologers are people that have talked in the past. And then there'll be some new ones, but it'll be more of a meaty type uh, dimension. And so. Wonderful. Yeah, tonight is really because every ending has a beginning. And here we are at the end of Pisces, really uh, helping people figure out how they can set intentions in and conclude one passage going on to the next. Maybe that should be the last couple of thoughts that we have for the minutes we have left. Yes, yes. And I think, um, you know, this, like I said, this transit, this last transit, it has not been with us since the 1800s. And it's been a very powerful transit. And I would really recommend, again, that you take a look what has been going on in your life since 2011. Do you feel the need to um, tap into more of your spiritual nature, to your psychic abilities, to your intuition? You know, what are what are your intentions? I think intentions are extremely important. And there's just so much available out there for people now to um, to connect with that. And that is just such a wonderful when you can connect with that energy and learn from it and grow from it, you will find that you know that you're developing and being able to assist others as well. And that's really key for Pisceans especially, that they are of service. And um, it rem- it's just very supportive of, of what's going on in our, in our world right now. When we see what's going on, and, and, and it's very disheartening sometimes, but yet there's as many difficult things as there are for us to see out there. There are also many wonderful, wonderful people out there that really do want to be of service and really elevate our consciousness. And I think, yes, and remembering that uh, aligning themselves to something greater than themselves, finding a cause or purpose or person to to work with. I mean, obviously, we, we need to help ourselves. You know, that's who first. But yet, the purpose of helping ourselves is to extend and share, and it, it and focusing on that gift of an exchange releases that. Uh, it's not sustainable. Just working with oneself you know <laughs> correct correct yeah. and that's why uh you know th- that whole theory between about the connected universe how we are all connected how we all do need each other and there's so, so much... i think it's very important yeah and there's so much we can do in this world there's so much action we really touched a little bit on the environment but that the nature wants us and we want nature and we, our actions can make a difference. Oh, Carol, you've been a wonderful conclusion, starting a brand new season. So I love it. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you, Sue. It's been my pleasure. <laughs> right. And have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.